All right, we would like to welcome you to our podcast for today. Uh, my name is Rich Cozart, and with me is uh, Ted Bodeman, who is a licensed therapist. And today we're going to be talking about the coronavirus and how it has um, affected uh, families and marriages and specifically uh, domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And we're going to discuss a few questions uh, on that and hopefully um, it's going to be helpful to you. So I wanna introduce uh, Tad and perhaps Tad would want to share a few words. Well, thank you, Rich. Yeah, this is uh, a topic that's that's been really important to me. I uh, began uh, doing trauma work and uh, work with domestic violence uh, um, survivors um, as part of my clinical training. And um, as I we started to enter this lockdown, um, I became really concerned about it and wrote Wrote, wrote some resources and pulled some uh, information together really to help our community. Um, so I'm really happy to be here and have a chance to talk with you today about that. Very good, very good. We sense that in situations uh, like this pandemic that there's going to be a heightened level of anxiety obviously and other uh, mental challenges so let's talk about this and I'm going to ask the first question and ask Ted to, to be a part of it. The first question is this, how does this pandemic contribute to domestic abuse? Yeah, I think, I think it's a great question. Um, you know, it's not so much the pandemic itself, although that's creating a lot of tension and anxiety and stress for all of us. Uh, and, um, you know, under stress, we all tend to regress, right? Uh, so if we, if we struggle with anger problems, uh, emotional regulation issues, um, the, 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 the stress of the uncertainty associated with the economy, our health, our community, our jobs, right? It's gonna, is, is causing a heightened uh, experience of that aggression, of that emotional dysregulation. Um, but to combine with that, the quarantine is really creating this double, uh, you know, sort of whammy effect, right? while abusers are increasingly more dysregulated, the most vulnerable in our society are finding themselves trapped seven days a week, 24 hours a day with their abuser. As we've been asked to stay in our homes, avoid social contact, avoid social interactions. This is a recipe that's coming together and really accelerating uh, the domestic violence, the intimate partner violence, the, 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 the violence on our children, um, not just here in Houston, but across this country and really across the world right now, Rich. Yes, very good, Tad. Yes, I believe 
with um, the heightened stress, it causes more conflict. And especially if an individual is predisposed uh, to being uh, an abuser, um, a situation like this can uh, present uh, more opportunities. Uh, let me go on to the second question. Uh, Tad, what are the signs of domestic abuse? Yeah, that's, a, that's another great question, Rich. Um, and, and they're not always as obvious as, as we might think, right? Um, you know, domestic abuse, intimate partner violence, is about controlling somebody's minds and emotion as much as it is about hurting their body. Um, and when we're abused, it can become increasingly confusing to really adequately interpret what's really happening here. Um, and, and the physical, we think initially about physical violence, but there's verbal abuse, there's emotional abuse, there's sexual abuse in addition to, to the physical violence. And the, 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 the typical cases of physical violence don't usually happen right away. They creep up on, uh, on us and there's a, typically a ramp, but there's some really good signs of abuse. And Rich, I like to say, you know, that uh, the, the best one is if you're afraid of your spouse or your parent, that's a really big red flag. If you're afraid of them, if you feel like you're being abused, there's a really good chance that you may be, uh, and it's worth getting some help, but there's some really important ways that we'll talk about here, I think in a minute, uh, to do that. But things like if, if your spouse is threatening you or bullying you, um, if, they're, if they're controlling your money, if they're isolating you from friends and family, which is really easy to do right now with this quarantine, um, right? And if, and if your spouse is sexually abusing you or your, your, your parents are sexually abusing you, um, you know, that, those, those are really important signs to pay attention to uh, and to look for uh, in others, right? Signs that someone you know is being abused, things to keep a look, uh, an eye out for really are, are when you hear about excuses for injuries, when you see a friend or a, a relative whose personality begins to change and low self-esteem, you know, uh, sort of starts showing up in somebody you thought of as confident in the past. Um, when you see them constantly checking in with their spouse, never having their own money, not being able to make their own decisions, um, wearing clothes that kind of don't fit the season, right? Often people that are in an abusive situation, like now as, as the temperature's warming up, it might be really unusual to see somebody with long sleeves on right now, walking outside, and that can be a clue that they're covering up some signs of physical abuse. Mm -hmm. Good, good, excellent. And I know that there's also um, the elderly in our population, yeah, uh, who have suffered of abuse. Sometimes we um, don't think of them suffering abuse from caretakers or mm. perhaps 
um, adult children Very that common. we need to keep our eyes open uh, to. Yeah. Well, this and brings, if you and, and I just I, add I, to that, Rich. If if yes. somebody comes to you and shares this, what an incredibly vulnerable thing to do for them. Listen. Mm -hmm. Believe what they're saying to you, and take action. And we can talk a little bit about what those actions might be in a minute. Yeah. Yes. Very good. And that brings us to our our final question. Uh, what should a person do if they are the victim of domestic abuse? Yeah, such an important thing to think about. Uh, what we know in the research and the statistics is that the time when uh, somebody is preparing to leave the home, that's the time when, when serious violence tends to increase and, and really show up. So somebody who might have just been verbally abusive, not unusual for them to become physically abusive or violent in that in, in the in the time when somebody's trying and preparing to leave. Um, we've attached uh, Rich in, uh, to this webcast a download for a safety plan. What we know is that planning for your safety in this situation becomes crucial to use remaining healthy and in fact alive. Um, there's a, and there's a couple of pieces that are really important, right? Um, you know, women can't always avoid, you know, people that are being abused, they can't avoid violent incidences, but they can prepare for them. Things like, uh, you know, thinking ahead and building a plan about um, if violence starts to occur, what kind of doors, windows, stairwells, you know, escapes will I use? Where am I going to keep my purse and my keys, you know, so that I can access them quickly in order to leave, right? Who am I going to tell about this, this violence, right? Having access to, to hotline numbers, to 911, mm -hmm. to family or friends that might be able to come in and help you, right? Um, teaching your children about 911 and how to do that. Um, uh, these are the kind of things that are in the safety plan. Um, and when you're preparing to leave, right? Battered women frequently leave the residences they share. Um, and leaving must be done with a careful plan in order to avoid that increase of, of violence, right? So thinking ahead about where will I have money and extra keys? How will I, you know, what important documents, and we've got a list of those that, that, that are available to you. Where am I going to keep copies of those documents? Can I open up a savings account to prepare to increase my, my ability for independence once I leave? Um, right? Um, these are the kind of things that are really crucial. Uh, and then how am I going to leave in such a way that I'm not in a conflict? with my abuser, right? What's the time and the place to do that? Are all really crucial parts of this safety plan um, um, that has been put together and, and is available for, for folks who are listening to this to download and share with their friends and family. Yes, very much so. And we invite you to um, download that information um, if you uh, so desire 
I would add to just the importance of having safe people around you, having uh, the information that Tad has spoken about, but are there safe people that you can confide in, that you can trust, um, who would be helpful to you? Mm -hmm. um, it would be, um, I think, a great benefit to have a number of people around you that you could call uh, your support group. And one of the barriers often to that, Rich, is the feelings of shame mm. about this. You know, God never intended you to be treated with anything less than dignity. And, and there's a, a sense of shame that can develop when that has slowly begun to change and you slowly enter into this experience of abuse. Um, what I would say to that is um, people can love you and, and God can help you. And God put these people in your life and I'd invite you to take the risk to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help. Because if you're in this situation, you're worthy of being helped. There's life outside of an abusive relationship. Absolutely. And I believe what Tad is saying is not only does our faith say that, but also sound um, sociology and psychology yeah. say that um, we can pursue um, a safe, a healthy relationship um, outside of an abusive one. And that's what we hope uh, for all of you um, today. Thank you for uh, joining us today um, in our uh, time together. And Tad, do you have any last comment before we sign off? No, I just want to say thank you, Rich, for the opportunity to, to, to share this really important information at this time. And um, I just invite everybody to get access to the safety plan information, download it. And if you're in a process where you're unsure, we have resources at a future and a hope to provide you with discernment counseling to determine and discern, are you in a situation that you really need to, to depart from, right? And if you're a victim and you're in recovery from domestic violence, we've got therapists and counselors that are trained to come alongside of you and help you do the healing that you deserve to have in your life. Very good. Thank you. It has been good to be with you today. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you, Dan.